Hello, amazing, beautiful, powerful, strong, and inspiring humans. Welcome to another episode of the Self Love Effect Podcast, where we strive to be our most authentic, unapologetic selves, embracing who we are and inspiring those around us to be the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings, and thank you for tuning in weekly, listening to this podcast, supporting this podcast and my journey. And it would mean the world to me if you head over, leave a review, like, subscribe, follow, share with family and friends. And that is how we have the ability to grow organically and grow in the algorithm, allowing us to reach many more lives. Now, before I introduce our very special guest this week, I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. I am at home in my body. I release my insecurities and grow more comfortable in my own skin. I am worthy, whole, and complete. My body deserves love and respect. I am grateful for what my body is capable of doing. I will love and care for myself in a positive and healthy way. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. With me today, I have Renee Sager. She's a certified health and life coach and emotional eating expert who teaches women around the world how to start living a powerful, authentic life free from food and weight obsession. She is the self-doubt slayer, helping her clients challenge their mindset and begin healing and transforming their life to embrace who they truly are. And today she shares with us her personal journey from self-loathing and how she was able to transform that into self-worth after years of living with disordered eating and a toxic relationship with booze. She took control. She made the choice to change her life. And so I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. Welcome Renee Sager to the self love effect podcast. So excited to have you here. And oh my gosh, you are just a ball of energy. Like I told you right before recording this episode, absolutely adore and love your podcast. It's full of great insight. And if you guys haven't heard, I'm going to have her talk about that on her own, but, um, really you talk about binge eating, you talk about body hate, self-doubt, and you are the mindset, you are a mindset coach and you are the self-doubt slayer, (laughs) uh, which I absolutely love. So welcome to the podcast. And I really just want you to start wherever you feel, um, you know, whatever's on your heart today and to share with the listeners, but I know that this is going to resonate with so many, like it resonates with me, your story, when it comes to binge eating and really having this perception that food is the enemy and just being able to, um, you know, build from our our relationship with food when it's, you know, it's, it's fuel for our body. It allows us to survive and really getting to that foundation of just working, you know, 
within the layers of ourselves and peeling all that back and really knowing our self-worth and valuing who we are as a human being. So yeah. welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. I'm, I'm excited to chat with you and, and share all of this goodness with your listeners. So where did you want me to start? You just wanted me to take off. <laughs> yeah, let's take off. I mean, you talk about binge eating, so I know you had your own story. So how did that start? What did that look yeah. like? And how did you get through that? Yeah. Um, I actually started not with binge eating. I, I feel that binge eating for many of us comes a little bit later. It typically comes after years of restriction. And so I followed that very stereotypical path. Um, when I was in my early teens, I started, um, paying a little bit more attention to what I was eating. I started reading oxygen and shape magazines. I started finding stuff on the internet about, you know, weight loss and Atkins was big back then. And mm -hmm. the cabbage soup diet was actually my very first diet I ever went on followed by Atkins. And you know, when it started, it was never really, I think I'm fat and disgusting and I hate this, but I was like, I just want to tone. I just want to tone up. And, you know, as 14, 15, 16, when kind of all of that happened, my body of course was very responsive because I was in my teens and my metabolism was high and I was a new person to working out. So my body was even more receptive and, you know, really quickly I started noticing a lot of physical changes and not just did I notice, but other people noticed. And then came the influx of compliments and to a, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old girl, when people start commenting on your body or how, you know, how much willpower you have to not eat the treats and how much, you know, how, how strong your mindset is to work out no matter what it was just fueling me. I was like, Oh, this is hard for people. Okay. I can do this all day. Right. Yeah. And, and so it kind of, you know, I guess I can go back a little bit. And it was also when I started exercising, it was a way for me to manage anxiety. I was a really stressed out person. I still am. I'm crazy. As you said at the beginning, I'm very high energy. I'm a psycho and I will totally own that. And that's fine. Like I, it's, it's part it. of who I am. Um, but it, it was a way for me to make everything in my brain stop. So it was just kind of like this slow build in the beginning where I started cutting calories, tracking what I was eating, weighing myself obsessively. And it became like this game. How few calories can I eat? How many extra miles can I run? How, you know, all of these things. And I would be working out, I'd cancel plans to go run and I'd lie about what I was eating and all of this. It was just this, this like se separate world I was living in. And, you know, when you are restricting yourself to that degree, one of two things typically happen. You start binging or you die of starvation. I went to binging and that was a really scary several years for me because I had no idea what was going on. All that I knew was once I started eating, I could not stop. And it was, I was like, I felt, I kept saying like, I feel like there's something inside of me that comes out once I, what I would always call like break the seal. I always felt like if I break the seal of eating, it's just go, go, go until I'm so full that I was actually Googling. Can I rip my stomach? Because I would just eat so much food. And then it just became this eat all the stuff at night, 
don't eat anything during the day and run to try and burn off everything I'd eaten at night. And I was trying to balance that in addition to going to school, in addition to dealing with parents that were arguing, in addition to just being a teenage girl, like, oh my God, that's the worst. And eventually, eventually it all popped. And for me, that turned into bulimia and very quickly alcoholism. And those two happened really pretty on top of each other. Um, and, and that was God, let me tell you, alcohol can make any situation worse. But what I did with alcohol was that I realized I was so exhausted by my eating and spending and worrying about what I was going to eat and worrying about my body and counting everything. I was just, I was so tired that I was like, okay, fine. At least when I drink, I don't eat. At least when I drink, I feel like I can relax. At least when I drink, I feel calm because people would always give me a hard time. Like, can't you just sit down? Can't you just relax? And I'm like, I can't, I don't know how to. And like, Mm -hmm. I really didn't. And you know, that went on for several years. The, the ping pong match of restrict binge purge drink, restrict binge purge drink. And for a, for a few years in there, it was a very unfunctioning, whatever that word is, alcoholic, where I did not, I was fired from multiple jobs and I went to treatment several times and I finally got, I finally did get sober, which was great. Um, but the food stuff kind of persisted. And that was really frustrating for me because I felt like everyone was really like gung ho about fixing the alcohol problem because it really did take away from my life. Like I was fired. I was stealing. I was wrecking cars, but the food stuff, people were like, whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Cause I had gained a little bit of weight. So I didn't look like I was dying anymore. I looked pretty normal. In fact, I was quite fit. You know, I was still exercising like a maniac. And so the food people were just like, Oh, whatever. Like who doesn't binge eat? Who doesn't think about food? Who doesn't think about calories? And I'm like, mm. you don't understand the degree at which this consumes my life. And it, I mean, it was every relationship was dictated on that. Like, is this person going to help me lose weight? Are they going to help me run? Are they going to keep me motivated? Are they going to push me to burn off what I ate last night? Like it was my, it was my life. And, you know, ultimately kind of what started, what kind of happened was over, over the years was I got so, I was, again, it was just kind of that I'm so tired. I'm so tired of this being my life. I'm so tired of thinking about it. And I finally just kind of got to this place of just like throwing my hands up and just saying like, whatever I have to do, I will do it because I had been chasing a number for so long. I had been chasing weight loss for so long. I had been in this, this game that wasn't letting me progress. And that was a big thing is that So my mom had, had died unexpectedly and, you know, I was just back in my binging and it, you know, I was in my twenties, my late twenties at that time. And I just thought, God, I've been doing this for 15 years, binging, purging, eating, burning off calories, eating all the calories. And I just thought the life that I want does not match up with this. Like, I just, I can't keep doing this. And so that's, that's kind of that moment of surrender where I started looking at food differently. And let me tell you this, like, it sounds easy and everyone wants to know like the, the specifics and I'll go as specific as I can, Mm -hmm. but, but like, 
it's a, it's also a process and, and that it's, yes, I looked at food different. Yes. I looked at my body different, but there's so many layers to that, but it really, it's starting to shift that relationship to food. Right. I got to the point where I knew I was like, no meal plan is going to save my ass. Like I've done them all. I've Googled them all. I've looked them all up. That's not what I need. I knew that there was something I needed to change my thinking. I needed to change how I thought about food and how I thought about my body because I had literally tried every other thing on the planet. And I think that amount of surrender and that willingness to finally look at things differently was what like really kickstarted that completely new relationship mm. to food in my body where, you know, sometimes I still make posts because it still shocks me that I'm like, I just eat a bowl of cereal now. Like I used to be terrified of cereal or binge on boxes of yes. it, right? There was like, it was none or it was all of them. And now I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll have a bowl or two, whatever, or I have ice cream or I'll have pasta and I still love broccoli and salad. And it's just like, Oh, like what, what sometimes when I think back to the chaos that I lived in with food and exercising and all of it, I'm like, I don't know how I did it. Mm. It was a, it was a full-time job times two. Like it was so exhausting. I, I can't believe I did that for so long. And so now coming to the other side and, and learning everything that I have and experiencing that I, everything that I ever have. And, you know, even while I was in it, in my food and binging and just stressed all the time and worried about what everyone else was thinking. I kept saying, if I ever figure this out, I'm helping other people the whole time. And so that, and I, and there was also a part of me that's like, I'm never going to figure this out. And so <laughs> like to be able to come to the other side and then to, to talk to women that are like, but I've dealt with this forever. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Trust me. Any of that crazy shit you do with food, I get it. Any of those crazy thoughts you have in your brain about other women's bodies or your body or their boyfriends or your boyfriend, I get it, right? Like yeah. you're not crazy. We're all so similar in so many of these thought yes. patterns, but it's when we keep it in our own brain, we're like, if anyone found out, I would be shunned. Nobody would mm -hmm. ever be my friend. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to love you even more for it because yes. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit of my story. Yeah. I love it. I feel I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I can resonate so much. And it just, <laughs> you said it, you hit the nail. We are so all so similar, especially yeah. us women, right? Yeah. We're always striving. I feel like so many of us are striving for the next best thing because, yeah. you know, we've been implanted all these beliefs through society or through friends, family, things we've been through, through life. And it's like how we have to like, constantly be better in regards yeah. to our body has to keep evolving or we're not good enough uh, or we're not yeah. worthy enough. And we're just, and I always say this and I, you know, people ask me, how did you do it? And you, and I'm finally like, okay, if you guys didn't believe me, you have to believe her because it all comes back to mindset. Everything we do in life, regardless, it has, it really has to start with peeling back the layers and it all starts in the mind. We cannot cure whatever we have towards food, this anger, this, whether it's like this misconstrued perception, it's so distorted. Mm -hmm. But if we don't take the time to really work on our mindset and change and make that shift. And like you said, it's going to take lots of time. It's, it's constant work. I mean, I'm sure it's constant work till this day to keep that foundation sturdy. The minute we start to cave 
and mm-hmm. take away from what we've worked on. That's when we start to see like, we feel it in here and in the, in the mind. I know when I'm like, when I'm like, Oh, it's coming, it's coming. But I, at least I know when I'm triggering myself and I'm like, Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. I, I know what I'm doing. Let's, yeah. let's take a second and let's mm-hmm. readjust and refocus and just realign ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just constant work, but I can like, there's so many of us that feel like we're crazy. Yeah. And you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're just, you've been told and that, if you say something, you're crazy, or you've been told so many different beliefs, or you've been taught so many different things at early stages of your life that you feel like you shouldn't seek help. Cause again, you're crazy if you mm. do, or maybe, you know, like you said earlier, Oh, it's just binging and we all do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But there's the difference here. I remember yeah. when I was like eating whole boxes of pizza yep, like, in yep, yep. college. And I'm like, what? Like, Till I was so full yes. where it was like uncomfortable. Like I couldn't oh, yeah. breathe. Yep. My back would hurt. I oh, like, it would hurt yes. to walk. It's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there and you're just like, what did I just do? And you couldn't yeah. like, it's like, like you said, like there was something else like clawing out. And the minute you unleashed it, yeah, it was like so hard to put it back and seal it in back in the box. And it was just, it's, it's always amazes me that now sitting here, you know, years later, I'm like, I wasn't alone the whole time. And I'm sure there's so many other women that even younger women nowadays are suffering through these things. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, I sit here and I'm like, it breaks my heart because it's like, they're not alone yet. They think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, you also said, you know, it is so much mindset and absolutely, but there's one thing that I kind of want to add to that, that I think is really important that, that I see in a lot of my clients and and myself too, which is eating enough food. Like when we don't eat enough food, we're going against our biology. Like our body is literally screaming for life. It is begging for us to eat something. So we don't die. (laughs) And that is why my binges were so voracious because I was starving. And that is a part of the process also known as legalization, where you eat a lot more food in the beginning because you have been depleted for so long that if, if it's the first time you ever let a bagel pass your lips without guilt, guess what? You may eat a few more bagels for the next couple of months. And, and that part is, is hard. That part is scary. And that part passes and it's getting over that hump to like fully heal your relationship with food. One of my favorite quotes is sometimes to stop eating all the chocolate, one must first eat all of the chocolate. And I'm like, God, that's so true because, you know, in the beginning I ate a lot of food that I still eat, but not as much as I did when I was in the early, you know, first six months or so six months to a year of my own process. I mean, Every day for about six months, I ate a bowl of cereal for breakfast and a big ass bowl of ice cream after dinner because I, I had to, to train myself. I had to create that safety that I can eat this because every single time I ate it before it was a binge, or I was telling myself, I'm never going to do this again. So I had to desensitize and normalize and neutralize those foods so that I could be calm around them. And so that I can have 
boxes of cereal downstairs and bags of bread and things of cookies. And it's just like, it's no big deal. Whereas, you know, years ago, I would have eaten them all and then gone to the store and replaced them before anyone got back home. Like I could never have imagined being able to do that. And so eating enough food is a, is, is, is got to happen first before anything, because if you don't, you are going to be fighting against yourself. And 99% of the women that I work with do not eat enough food because they Mm -hmm. too are reading oxygen magazine or, or self or, or Googling some random meal plan. And, and especially if you're coming out of years of deprivation, even if you're not like, um, like categorized as underweight, or even if you're categorized as a normal weight, even if you're categorized as overweight, if you have been in the cycle of dieting and binging Mm -hmm. your metabolism, your hunger and fullness cues are jacked. And it is very likely that you're going to need to eat a little bit more in the beginning to help all of that stuff, just calm down. And then it will calm down. And I, that's, that's like, I want people to hear that. Cause I know some people are like, Oh my God, I can't do this. And, and yeah. it does, it does calm. Yeah. It does pass. There is sunshine on the other side, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so many women, I same here, so many women under eat and it's because it all falls. And you know, it's years again, reading, like you said, these magazines, listening to these, um, advertisements and even more now with social media and the random advertising that pops up when you're mindless scrolling. And it's like, you know, your, your mind is consuming all that information and it's like, Oh, carbs are still the devil. Oh, I, Oh my God. I get so frustrated. Like, I'm just like, Oh my God, seriously, when are we going to stop this already? I know. Uh, Protein makes you bulky. Like all these stale fads, they're just, yep. they've, they got them from the nineties and they've just translated into different wording. <laughs> yes. And totally, like different 100%. Ta- diets are the same, just different diet names. It's yes. all just, it's just constantly revolving. It just goes through yeah. a whole cycle, different names. Yep. And I'm just sitting here going, oh my gosh. Yeah. First of all, protein's not going to make you bulky. <laughs> Your body <laughs> depends on it. You need it. Yeah. Let's fuel our body with what it needs, but mm. really understanding too. Um, I'm a big believer of when people constantly ask me, Oh, what do you eat? What do you eat? I don't personally don't like to share a hundred percent because there is a misconception that if I eat exactly what she eats, Mm. I'm going to look like her and we have to get out of this mindset. And I know you'll agree with me here that first of all, we'll never look like each other because I am genetically different than you. You are you, I am me and foods if food is the same, right. When it comes to some foods are going to work well with my body, especially with my past eating disorder, the way my body Mm -hmm. breaks down food, my metabolism, how it's changed. And you are a completely different person. And that is something so important to understand too, is that you could follow her exact diet. I can follow your exact diet, Renee, but I will never look like you. And that is a person that is something that I think a lot of us you know, when we're handed the same meal plans, we think, oh, great, fantastic. We're going to look just alike. And it's like, <laughs> well, first of all, I hate these meal plans because restrictive eating is what yes. leads to this constant yes. issue we have. Like, yeah. get to know your body. What foods does it like? You know what? You know, maybe you really don't like rice. Stop eating rice. <laughs> maybe you don't like broccoli. Stop eating broccoli. Stop forcing, mm-hmm. forcing mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, food is a means of survival, but get to know what works for you. 
because yes. what works for me will not always work. Maybe some foods will, but not all foods will. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like that's such a big, important part of the puzzle piece that mm-hmm. we tend to leave out at times when we think, oh, again, because of social media, she says that she eats all these meals throughout the day, perfectly plated. So I have to eat the same thing and I'll look just like her and mm-hmm. everything will be fantastic. And it's yeah. like you're doing more damage to yourself mentally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to screenshot things. Like if I would see chicks, I followed on Instagram or what they yeah. eat in a day, I would, I would obsess over them. Like I had so many fitness people that I followed that I tracked what they ate in a day or I would take a screenshot and like zoom in to see what brand of things they were eating. And it was just this obsession. And, you know, that mentality of what I eat in a day is something that kept me personally in the binge eating cycle for a really long time, because every single day I would eat a bite, a cookie, a bowl, a side too much, and then think, screw it. I messed it up. I'll start tomorrow for years, you are going to eat a ton of food some days, especially Mm -hmm. as a woman, especially Mm -hmm. before you start your period, like you're Mm -hmm. just gonna eat more. And then there are going to be days where you're like, I'm just not hungry. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just not hungry. And when we look at our day within this 24 hour window and we're like, okay, what did I eat? Oh my God. My calories are so high this day. My macros are so high this day. But when we zoom out and we look over three months, six months, a year, it's so not a big deal. Like that balances out, especially when you start to listen to your body, learn how your body works. Like it does balance out. There's this, this thing, this fear of like, I'm just never going to stop eating. And I've never seen it happen. I've never seen it happen. We don't do that. When you have trust with your body, when you normalize and neutralize food, you stop eating when you are full and you go back and eat more when you're hungry. But this idea that our body miraculously resets at the stroke of midnight and we start at zero, 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 zero across the board. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just not helpful, especially in the beginning, like maybe years down the road, if you want to try that, whatever, but like, good God in the beginning, it is just not going to be so helpful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And there is a quote that you have on your actual website. And I love this and I keep looking at it right in front of me, but you state your self-doubt becomes self-trust and that Mm -hmm. is so big. And then an anxiety is swapped for confidence. Like you talk about self-doubt because you are the self-doubt slayer. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you put it that way, that it does become self-trust. And that's such an important part of the puzzle piece um, that we find that we are missing at times that trust within ourselves, building that relationship the same way we can trust our significant other trust friends and, you know, friends and family, Mm -hmm. yet we don't find ourselves trusting ourselves enough to be better, to Mm -hmm. work on ourselves, to really trust that we can be the person we deserve to be. Yeah. And especially when it comes to food, like when you feel crazy around food, when you feel like you don't trust yourself around food, I don't know about, I can't speak for anyone else, but I felt like a fraud all of the time. I just felt like my chaotic relationship with food made me feel just like an imposter in so many ways because it was always sneaking and it was always guilt because I always felt shame after a binge. I always felt embarrassed and just so self-loathing. And so 
when you stay in that you're, you are constantly doubting yourself because you're just berating yourself over and over. And so when we do eliminate the binge eating, when we do quiet, all the food noise, your self-confidence will naturally rise because you are showing up with more integrity, more Mm -hmm. honesty, more clarity to your life. Because another huge reason that I find people are binge eating is because we're people pleasers. We're obsessed. We're fixated. We're worried what everyone else is going to think. And so we overextend ourselves. We don't think we're good enough to be anywhere. And then all of that builds up. So at the end of the day, we have to take the edge off and we use that with food. And so that self-trust, self-confidence piece is so big in this work because just fixing your food isn't going to solve the you problem. Like we got to get to the root of it. That's why all these meal plans and and protocols and macro counts and whatever aren't going to get to the root of the problem. They're just going to like surface level. It's going to be like painting a house that's hollow on the inside. It's not going to do a lot of good. And so when you build up that relationship with you, when you start to really like and trust yourself, Mm -hmm. your food does start to line up with that. They grow in tandem. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you say that self-love comes to play with food? Because there's lots of times where I get, Mm -hmm. um, comments. Well, if you love yourself, you should let yourself eat whatever, or you would allow yourself to binge eat. And I think there's this misconception and it gets very twisted, especially nowadays. I feel like with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. it brought in this whole self-love movement, but it's really in at times very distorted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for when it really comes down to like, for me, if I, you know, self self self-love is, you know, an abundance of, it's like a big old tree with branches. Mm-hmm. And one of those branches is self-trust, but it's also comes into respecting myself enough. Mm-hmm. And if I respect myself, then I'm not going to allow myself to Benji because if I Benji, I'm, I'm doing more harm than good for my body. And that is not self-love, but I want to hear what your perspective is on that. Um, well, you know, binge eating, I, I, the way that I teach it is, is it's really a, a mindset, right? It's really, it's yeah. not like you eat five Oreos and you're cool. You eat six Oreos and you're binge eating. Right. So yeah. a big part of that is that food neutrality, which is the first thing I teach is just that normalcy, that neutrality around food. Um, and then, you know, for self-love, everyone wants like the directions, the, the, the template to just, okay, this is what <laughs> we blueprint. do. <laughs> yeah. And the truth is, you know what self-love is sometimes three donuts and a cup of coffee and then a nap. You know what self-love is sometimes the hardest CrossFit class you've ever taken. You know what self-love is sometimes getting a manicure. You know what self-love is sometimes forcing yourself to get up and run. Like there isn't a one size fits all. And this is where the body trust. Another huge thing that I teach comes in because when you are looking for all of these external things as to how you should eat, how you should love yourself, how you should work out. You're going to be as insane because it's not you. You're looking for all of these external cues. Am I okay? Am I okay? And so self-love you're the only person that gets to decide that. And some days again, it is ice cream and Netflix and napping. And some days 
It's salad, getting your ass up out of the house and forcing yourself to go do something social. Like that is the truth of it. And we're so quick to think Netflix napping and ice cream is not self-love, right? Like a a client that I had said, but I, I, I think that if I would love myself, I wouldn't do these things. And I'm like, no, that's diet culture coming in and permeating your brain, telling you that relaxing, that resting, that eating ice cream, even if you haven't quote unquote earned it is somehow Mm. bad. There is no, there is, you can eat whatever the hell you want. You will never be bad for eating anything. The only reason you think that is because diet culture has taught you that. And the thing is, is that it doesn't help us when we think we've done something bad with food. What do we do? We eat more of it faster. The end. That's it. If it actually worked great, but it doesn't work. It doesn't help us. It, it goes opposite direction that we want. So, you know, self-love is a real nuanced conversation. And that's something that each individual person, and, and again, that body trust, self-trust is having your own back enough to be like, you know what? I'm not going to that workout class because I didn't get sleep last night and I'm tired. So I'm going to stay home and watch there a show and drink some tea because I don't want to go and I don't have to prove it to anyone. The end, right? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> it is yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love it. Oh my gosh. It's <sighs> we're constantly running for a blueprint that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. no, but nobody's, you know, guide is going to help you. They can mm-hmm. share with you what they do, but you're going to have to come to a point where you create your own yeah. and, you know, yeah. Journaling's great. Meditation is great but maybe those things don't work for you. And, you know, there's times where, you know, I'll always ask my guests whether they do and we'll get there in a second, but you know, it's great insight. Like, you know, I do this and this, but find what works best for you. Yeah. And I, I, I feel it is, it is a journey and you know, this and same with food. It's, it's a lifelong journey. It's really understanding, yeah. but not having to constantly, center it around diet culture. And, oh, I, I, my favorite is, oh, I fell off the wagon. What what wagon, (laughs) what wagon did you fall off? Like, I don't understand. Like I come to yeah. what, what wagon? Well, it's because, you know, they said, who's they, what wagon? Um, I'm not under, like, there's no wagon to fall off of because it is a lifelong journey. It's not another diet. You know, mm-hmm. it's not another eight weeks, another four weeks. Yes. It is lifelong. Mm-hmm. And part of that lifelong journey is at any time you get to start over because mm-hmm. there's no starting point. There's no deadline. And yeah. these are the, these, and it's just words. It's, <laughs> and at the end of the day, this is why words are so impactful mm-hmm. because we take them, we run with them. And then it comes back to what you said. We always seek validation and mm-hmm external validation. And it's the only validation you need is from yourself. So you can, you can literally at any second decide to say, I'm never starting over because Mm -hmm. today is, it doesn't, there's no day one, there's no day two, there's whatever. It's part of my life. Mm -hmm. And today I'm just going to accept the fact that this is where I'm at and I can make these changes along the way. And I'm committed to improving my life for myself, but there's no starting over point. And there's mm-hmm. no deadline and there's no falling off, no wagon and stop mm-hmm. saying, you know, X, Y, and Z, but mm-hmm. 
Oof. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's so easy for us to, to talk about that. And, and I want to do take a second to, to, you know, validate the person out there that is in it. They're, they're mm-hmm. like in it. Um, and just acknowledge that saying, just don't say you're going to start over because it doesn't help. And, and your listeners know, like if they're doing mm-hmm. it, you know, telling yourself you're going to start tomorrow is a lie, but it is scary is super scary, especially if you just ate a bunch of food, right? Especially if you just saw your weight on the scale, your central nervous system will freak out and you will feel like you are going to die. And for me, one, one thing that I have used in the past and still use today is I take three deep breaths that gives me more oxygen into my brain. It gives me a second to chill. And then I, I remind myself and honest to God, I do this all of the time. I'm like, everything is okay. I'm not in danger. I'm safe. What is actually happening? Because I'm very emotional. I'm ve- I'm a spicy redhead, right? Like I got that energy. I am. The, I mean, I, I gotta really reel it in. Cause I just can go. And so I have to do that where I take three deep breaths and I'm just like, okay, what's actually bothering me? What am I really concerned about? What's actually going on? And I really need to break down the facts of the situation or else my emotions will take hold and I will just become a tornado. And so that is, is something for, you know, any of your listeners, if they're in that, when they get into that panic of just like, Oh my God, I have to do something now. I've, I've ruined my day. I've ruined my progress. I've ruined my relationships. I've ruined my life. It's like, okay, I get that that feels real. I get that that's scary. And Let's just reset. Let's just take a minute. We can freak out when we need to, but for right now, we're just going to bring it back home and realize that we're actually okay. And if you're not okay, like definitely run or do whatever you need to do to become okay. But most of us were okay. We just have a lot of thoughts that are happening at once. Yeah. 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 I love that you said that. I love that you took the time to really say that because it is it. We just need to, it's realignment with ourselves. Totally. I love that. I love going to the restroom and like, I'll put my hands on the sink and I'm, I'll, I've always look at myself. I'm like, you need to calm down. You just (laughs) breathe and get it together. Like my, you know, cause I feel like taking the time too to visually see my reflection, you know, Mm. coming with eye contact with myself the same way I would with somebody else. Like we need, but we also need to be able to feel right. Feel our emotions. What are let's, but, but we can only feel and understand if we take the time to recenter Mm -hmm. and okay, let's, what are you really feeling right now? What is really going on? You know, Mm -hmm. are you really feeling like you're going to lose it or is there other triggers or is there something else going on that you are not aware of? And that Mm -hmm. falls back to what we said in the beginning to really removing the layers that we have and really understanding ourselves at a personal level. Um, and something that we tend to not always do. And I feel like that's a part of just diet culture as well. And just years again, of just not getting to the surface of what's really going on emotionally. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's baggage that we've carried for so many years that we're afraid to let go because it's dark. And again, it's scary. But allowing those things to resurface, that is the only way we can face our own fears and face what's truly going on. Mm Because that's, it's, it's, um, 
it's too easily to fall into self-sabotage. And that is what fear will allow us to do is go mm-hmm. back to self-sabotage and repeat the cycle over and over again. Mm-hmm. And man, it is so dark in your head. It is so scary in your head. Like everything that happens in your head, every situation you come up with is a million times worse in your head than it is in real life. Yes. And like, really remember that. And I, I love that you brought up facing your fears. I've done a podcast on that too. You're absolutely right. Is that we can run from those deep, dark demons mm-hmm. our entire life. Or, you know, I give the example of it's like the boogeyman under your bed. Like you can be scared forever and ever and ever, or you can lift up the sheets and look under the bed and be like, oh, it's not even under here. Right. And so then you can move on and then you're like, oh, I was literally scared of that. That's what I was scared (laughs) of. You know, when you do face your fears almost every single time you see how much more capable you are than you think you are in your brain. You completely downplay how awesome you are. You're just like, I'm going to die. And it's just not true. Like you don't, you always handle it. You always handle it. Yeah. Yeah. We are stronger than we believe Mm -hmm. we are powerful and we are unstoppable. But until you get to that point of, okay, Hey, I need to become more Mm self-aware and I need to be mindful of myself and really truly giving your yourself the respect you deserve because you, if you've, it's funny because once we get into a situation, we always tend to find our way out, mm-hmm. but it's like just stepping into uncharted waters. You're like a, like a child, like, should I do that? I don't know. Should I do it? Mm-hmm. And they're like, just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get there and you're like, oh, well, it isn't so bad after all. And it's mm-hmm. just the way human, you know, we, as humans are programmed too. we, you know, we're constantly like, we're so like timid at times. And it's funny because you see the evolution of man. And it's like, well, man, we started off like, you know, with woolly mammoths and then we're here and like, we're really scared to cross the street. Like what's going on? But it's just years of being programmed differently. What's been passed down to us from generation to generation and just getting to the point today of just being able to be comfortable, to be true to who we are being Mm -hmm. truly authentic and feeling who we are. And in the moment, embracing our real and Mm -hmm. get, you know, being okay with where we're currently at and being okay with knowing that we can at any moment choose to change our life, choose to do whatever we want. Yeah. So we really have the power. Yeah. A big thing that I, I see people get stuck on with, with letting yourself be okay is that there's this fear especially I I see this with food and body with clients is I'm terrified. If I accept this, I will never want to change. I'm terrified. If I congratulate myself, I'm terrified. If I'm proud of myself, if I acknowledge my wins, it means I'm giving up. And that is, could not be further from the truth because what it's actually doing when you take a minute to accept where you're at, when you take a minute to acknowledge how far you've come, when you take a minute to give yourself a pat on the back, what you're actually doing is stoking that fire. Because when you think about if you're just bombarded by an employee or a a boss, maybe that just like slams you every day, tells you how shitty you are. You should be doing better. You're not good enough, blah, 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 blah. You don't want to show up and do good work. You're, you're defeated. But when you get a boss, it's like, oh my gosh, you are crushing it and gives you constructive criticism and great feedback and lifts you up. You want to do better. Mm -hmm. So acknowledging your progress, acknowledging your body, accepting where you're at in life does not mean you're now going to roll over and die. Mm -hmm. 
It means mm-hmm. you're not even, you're, you're just getting started. And, and I truly believe that when we step into that acceptance and love it, it that's when it just, that's when it starts getting fun. Like mm-hmm. that's when the real stuff starts happening. Cause it stops yeah. being such a damn struggle and we stop fighting against ourselves and we start working with ourselves. Yes. And it does not by any means mean you are conceited or you think that you are above other people. I find this so much. And, you know, because I myself felt that way, like, oh, I can't celebrate myself. Mm -hmm. I can't be proud of myself because that means like, I'm either going to take away from somebody else, or I'm going to think I'm better. And I don't want them to think that I think I'm better. And it's like, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Like you should be proud. You should be able to celebrate yourself. Again, that's us seeking validation from the outside and mm-hmm. allowing them to really. And I was just talking about this last night to my husband because I tend to still do this, but it's an awareness and I know when it's yeah. going on. And I belittle myself. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Well, you've gotten to the point like you are the only one that knows your journey, truly, what you've been through yet you're over here trying to belittle yourself for what? And it always comes back for what? Like I've earned where I'm at and it's okay to celebrate where I'm at. And it's okay to say, Hey, Desiree, you should be clapping for yourself. You should clap for yourself because in a sense too, it inspires other people to know that it's okay for them to clap for themselves. It's okay for them to be inspired by their victories. It's okay for them to show up and constantly celebrate the life that they've been given and their struggles and who they are now. And they should, we should all be proud at the end of the day of ourselves. Like if we would all be proud, imagine what the world would look like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's such a beautiful point. And I, I agree wholeheartedly is when you show up in all your beauty, all your glory, all your flaws, like the fact that you even own that. Yeah. I still belittle myself. Like, Hey, congratulations. You're not, you're not perfect. You're a human being good. People like that. We strive for perfection, but we crave realness. And when you can own that, and again, when you can take a stand and be proud of yourself, you give so many other people permission that are hiding behind the scenes to just be like, you know what? No, I deserve this. I'm going to own that. I'm going to wear that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to say that, right. You have no idea how far that ripple is going to go. And, and, you know, you said it perfectly that you give permission to other people to go as well. It just, it just, so it is a beautiful domino effect. And I Mm -hmm. love watching it happen because it really allows other people to be okay to -hmm. say, wait a minute, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have like social media, perfect photos, or I don't have to feel a certain way or change who I truly am. And I've worked hard to be where I'm at today and it's okay. And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it allowed, allows their story to unfold and mm-hmm. then walk in the light and then they can inspire other people. And it really, it's beautiful when it does happen, you can see it. And I'm sure you see it with your clients and it's just like, yes, like it's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can. It's so good. It's beautiful. Yeah. But what I know I was at, I was, oh my goodness, I can't even talk right now, but what do you practice when it comes to self-love on a daily basis? Oh man. Self-love on a daily basis. I am very particular about my sleep. 
I always go to bed at a reasonable time. Like, I don't care what we're doing. I don't care where we're at. I will leave the party. I will leave through a movie. Like I just go to bed. I'm like, yeah, it's I'm done. Um, and, and with that is also, I always wash my face because I just feel so much better in the morning. So going to bed at a reasonable time, sleep, number one priority, because also sleep is a big one for me and food and body stuff too. So when I don't get that sleep, I just, everything feels off the next day. So I really protect that with my life. Like occasionally, you know, I'll go out to a a party or, you know, I'm traveling, blah, 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 that happens. But for the most part, I really block that off and make sure I get that in. And then also, you know, washing my face and just making sure that I, I go to bed and I feel, I feel good. So those are, those are the two kind of biggest things. I've never really been big into journaling or meditating. I, I long to be that woman maybe someday, but at this point in my life, it's just never really stuck for me. <laughs> yeah. Whatever works for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's your journey. Yeah. Um, but tell us a little bit about your business too. And then that way you can tell them where they can find you and all that. But I, I really want to hear what you do and yeah. just give them a little bit more insight that way they too, you know, if something, if there, there's always a listener that can re- resonate. So, yeah. Yeah. So I work with women in a one-on-one capacity and that is primarily to just fix, I hate to say fix, but to kind of resolve the binge eating. So we really get in there and address kind of what I've talked about today, which is creating that food neutrality, the body trust and emotional regulation and teach you the new ways and skills to exist in your life without feeling like food controls you, or you have to have food to make it through the day. So I work with women that way. And then I've also started doing a group, which right now it's called ballsy broads. And so it's, it's a great thing. It's kind of like an up level from the one-on-one coaching. So when your food is a chaotic mess and your body image sucks, it's, it's kind of hard to do anything else. Cause it's all consuming. So once we take care of that and clear that up, you know, then that ballsy broads group is a great group experience for women who've been exactly where you are. It's all women that are familiar with my work and it's really, um, kind of focused on that self-trust and self-confidence, like eroding the people pleasing and the, Oh, who am I to wear this? I could never do this. And it's like, no, 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 we are doing it. And it's just, it's so fun. I love the groups and all the ladies and they're always end up just loving each other. And they're like, I didn't know how much I needed this. And I think that that's a really true statement is that, you know, being, you know, Instagram besties with someone is different than being like in a room sharing your stuff that you don't ever talk about with anyone and hearing someone else talk about your biggest fear and be like, you think that too? I think that, you know, and it's just that normalization. And I live for that. Those just real conversations and, and, and seeing everyone get uplifted at the same time. Like I, I love it. So I have those two offerings. And then I also have a podcast, as you mentioned, it's called ditch the binge. Um, so I got lots of stuff on there and then I'm really active on social media, which is at Renee Sager. I also have a website, which is the same thing. ReneeSager.com. Awesome. And you all know that I will be putting all her information in the synopsis and I'll also be tagging you once this, you know, we put this out next week as we're recording, but, um, that way they can find you easier too. that way on Instagram stories. But I love that. I love how full of energy you are. You're just, (laughs) you know, you're like this all the time. You know, I, I hear your podcast and you bring the same energy, but you can tell that, you know, you are empowering women because 
you are empowered by your own being who you are. Mm -hmm. And that translates into your coaching. And I could see it as I talk to you and you're just, you're just a big old smile. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I looked forward to this episode because you know, your, um, Instagram really hooked me, grabbed me right in. When I read this self-doubt player, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, she is a badass, and I have to have her on. But I love what you're doing. I, you know, you're impacting so many lives. You're gonna impact so many more. And um, you know, I there's something I always ask my guests, and that is, you know, translating into what we spoke about today, but like some mini, like not like just a mini challenge. I always say, what would you give to the listeners? Like it can either be like a, a prompt or just like random, like, Hey, every day, like, you know, just tell yourself mm. you are powerful, like something simple. Yeah. But this is what I challenge them with. And I always ask my guests. Um, and if you have anything that you want to challenge them with, um, yeah, you know. I do. I did a ballsy, uh, ballsy and bright challenge over Christmas. And I I think that this, the challenge that I'm going to suggest is a really fun one. And what I would encourage anyone out there listening to do is to step up their accessory, their style, their clothing game, put on the jewelry, put on the lipstick, wear the heels, wear the sequin blazer, like just for a day, you don't have to do this for the rest of your life, but for, you know, tomorrow or the next day, go for it, put it on, wear it, rock it, own it. That is, that is my challenge. I love that. I, I mean, because when we can feel empowered by our, by our, like what we want to do so bad, and then we finally Mm -hmm. do it. And then you might not think about it, but you'll start doing it without like, just, it just becomes like a habit, right? It just like, Mm -hmm. I want to feel this way. I want to feel, you just walk in this confidence and the slightest, like, it's like a kid at the candy store. You give them just a little bite, a little nibble. And they're like, oh, this is what it's like. (laughs) And it's like that with us too, with adults, you know, like embrace yourself. I love Mm -hmm. that challenge. And I hope you guys all participate and do it. And if you do, you could tag her, but, um, is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners? No, I mean, if, if anyone's listening, I, and I hope they feel inspired. If you've ever felt just you're tired of food, body, and self-doubt consuming you, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that way when I mean that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of all I've got. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Thank you, Renee, for joining us. Thank you for just bringing so much ah, empowering words of inspiration as well as sharing your story and really being able to open up. And as you empower so many women, um, you're going to empower so many more. So I really appreciate you being here. I hope you guys took away so much from this episode as much as I did. And I'm going to leave you guys, as I always do, do something today that makes the world better than you found it. And I believe in you. The question is, do you believe in yourself? We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. All right, guys, let me drop you off some discount codes. But before I do so, we do have a self-love effect community on Facebook. You can find us under Team Self-Love Effect with so many empowering individuals. We are growing daily, and I cannot tell you enough how each one of them has inspired my life and really have inspired one another. Now, 
Also, I am a First Form advisor coach on the First Form app. You can head on over to your Apple Store or Android App Store and download the First Form app. Add me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. If you are ready to transform your mindset, your fitness and nutrition, I am here to help you along the way. And truly, it is an amazing journey when you take the time to invest in yourself. And so whatever that looks like for you, I really do want you to, I want to challenge you to show up for you, to invest, to believe in yourself, to be the best version of you. Now, with that being said, I am also, I, we have a first form supplement link that is also in the synopsis below and on the links in my bio pages. If you have any questions in regards to supplements, please never hesitate to ask. You guys know that I will never share anything I truly don't stand behind. So head on over to First Form and let me know if you have any questions. Next on the list is Born Primitive. If you have not yet invested in the Beth Athletic Wear on the planet, head on over to Born Primitive. They are mili- they are veteran owned and very humanitarian, constantly supporting communities. Now that link in the synopsis does save you automatically 10% off at checkout. There is no copy and paste promo code that automatically saves you at checkout. If you ever have any questions, please let me know. I am here to answer questions in regard to sizing and also to make sure that that discount um, does go through. Now, Next, we have Maven Threads. Get yourself some headbands at Maven Threads and save using discount code SELFLOVEEFFECT15. We have, with the CrossFit open just around the corner, invest your in your hands and support Wad and Done. Follow them at Wad and Done on Instagram and save at checkout using Treasures 10. Butterfly Strict. Toast to bar have never felt so graceful. I have not torn in almost two years and I love this company. Wad and Done are the best grips on the planet. Finally, and get your hands on some self love effect podcast merch, as well as just self love effect teas that we have. Now, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Love you.